5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. As we know, the passing of the Queen, one of the many questions, and I've had people write in over the last few days just on email or text, and I think even somebody asked on, on the phone as to what happens with our coins now, what happens with the $5 note, how long before Charles's image appears, if it, if it will. We thought we'd check in with uh, the Purple Penny at Mawson Lakes, their coin dealers, I suppose, for want of a better word. We'll get them to tell us. Mark Nemsas from The Purple Penny is on the line. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hi, Matthew. I'm good, thank you. Now, you are a dealer, aren't you? That's the nature of the business, I guess. Yeah, that's right, Matthew. We buy and sell coins and banknotes and collectibles. All right. What's it been like since the Queen's death? Has there been any uptake in the business? Friday of her passing was probably the busiest day that we've had in the shop. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, many fresh faces and uh, a lot of the royal-themed stuff that's been uh, in the shop for several months was all gone in the first hour that we were wow. open. What sort of things? What items did they come in and buy? Coronation-themed items, anniversaries of uh, the Queen's birthday, uh, stamp covers with coins and medallions on them, uh, really anything with the Queen's portrait. Also, uh, this year's uncirculated coin set was very popular. Right. What about old coins? Now, I'm thinking coins dating back to the, well, the 50s when she became Queen, and, uh, and they'd be pre-decimal, of course, and then the, the early decimal ones. Uh, would they have gone up in, in value at all? I mean, they're in, in our pockets, those of us who still carry the occasional coin, I suppose, but uh, would, would they have appreciated in the last few days? I would probably say not. I think that there'd probably be a surge in demand initially for them, uh, but the passing of the Queen hasn't necessarily changed the number of coins that were available. And, of course, she was on coins from in Australia from 1953 mm. until the present day. Uh, and you know, we're talking many billions of coins that her portrait is on. Yes. And, uh, unfortunately, because she has passed, it doesn't mean that there's less of those. Right, right, of course. Yeah, that's right. So it's like Bradman's signature. He signed everything, didn't he? So That's right. Uh, yes. Um, all right, so that's interesting. Now, the government has uh, has said, well, we won't rule in or out that uh, Charles will replace the Queen, particularly on the $5 note. I imagine they will on the coins, but the note might go to a notable Australian, like all our other notes are. Uh, thoughts on that? I mean, should it should it be... Royalty. I mean, the Queen's always been on initially the one dollar note, and the argument was she'll be on the lowest denomination forever in a day. Oh yeah, that's an interesting one, and uh, I think that it's likely that they'll progress to having the King on the five dollar note. But I think the opportunity to explore other personalities to mm. put on there is a good one. Uh, I guess the guidelines for most notes and coins of course is that it can't be a living person if it's a if it's not a royal oh, yeah. it generally can't be a living person so it'll be interesting to see if uh, they did choose someone who that would be were you surprised by that uptick you had on on friday not especially uh the whole collectibles market has been uh, very strong uh covid has caused an increase in collectibles, uh, interest in collectibles, and uh, we tend to see it surge on sort of any 
uh, any uptick in the market. So the Queen passing, uh, we knew we were in for a big day, right. but we just weren't quite sure that it was going to be that big. Ah, when you say that big, what are we talking? You mean like, what, triple the business or ten times or what? Uh, we... We usually we usually get a, a bit of downtime during the day to eat yeah. our lunch and have a cup of tea and things like that. Yeah. We, we really didn't get a second to wow. ourselves last Friday. Yeah. That's, a, that's amazing, isn't it? You, you wonder what makes, and I mean, you're in the game, I suppose, but you wonder what makes people that, well, for want of a better word, that desperate for, for some of this paraphernalia uh, once somebody has died and, and not when they're alive. The uh, I guess the sniff of a dollar. Uh, they feel okay. like there's an opportunity to make some money. And, uh, you know, with the advent of the internet and, and uh, online marketplaces, there are opportunities there for people to have a bit of a side hustle from home. Mm. So uh, being able to grab those collectibles is, is a good way of doing that. So presumably then the, feel, the feeling is they will only appreciate? Well, I, I think the people that bought them, I guess that's what they'd like to think. Uh, I think longer term you'll probably find that the prices do settle back. Yeah, uh, because, I, as I said, the, the supply is still there. And yes. once the demand drops off, the price will probably drop. Yeah. Uh, see, I would have thought that too, and that puzzles me a bit. But, hey, you can never underestimate people, I guess. <laughs> That's so, exactly right, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. What else have you got in the shop, just out of curiosity? I mean, should is there something there that people might think, oh, that could be an interesting purchase for months or years to come? Uh, well... We always recommend that people collect what they love. Mm. Uh, if you if you collect what you love, you'll you'll learn things about that that uh, that certainly we don't know. We're not experts in everything, and if you were to become an expert on a particular area of collecting, then there's no doubt uh, you would find things in our shop that are bargains. Yeah. Uh, but we always say, collect what you love and collect quality. So look for mm. you know the things that are in the best possible condition. Yeah, they hold their value the most. Uh, so right. the Purple Penny, I presume it's not just coins, and you've got a whole range of different things. Uh, yeah, we sell uh, coins, uh, banknotes, stamps, collectibles, oh. badges, uh, really anything, as I always say in the shop, anything uh, a bit old and a bit strange. Yeah. Uh, we're, quite ha- we're quite happy to purchase and, and sell through the shop and through our website. So, so stamps then, they would have been in demand too, anything with the Queen's image on it? Much less so. Oh. Uh, there are there are there are a lot fewer stamp collectors around, right? And and a lot more stamps. So yeah, uh, yeah probably much much less so. Uh, we had very little uh, interest in in the the Queen related stamps. Wow. The shop. Well, that's interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, stamp collecting was the thing, I guess. About well, I don't know when, but fifty years ago, there were probably many more stamp collectors than today. From what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It is a hobby that uh, has seen its heyday and mm. uh, there's certainly a lot fewer collectors around now than what there used to be. I wonder why that is. Is it just more interests around, you know, Netflix? I don't know. What is it? Uh, I think that, uh, that online entertainment has uh, taken away a lot of people from a lot of hobbies, a lot of hands-on yeah. hobbies, and I think stamp collecting is just one of those things. Yeah, right been affected more than most. That surely would make stamps in collections that little bit more valuable, wouldn't it? I mean, again, it's that supply and demand thing. Uh, Matthew, I don't know, I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm sort of just old enough to remember the 1970s and 1980s and how many different stamps were produced. And again, uh, unless those stamps have been stuck on envelopes and used to mail things, they, they still exist. 
and there are much fewer collectors that want them. So, unfortunately, huh. the prices of those have dropped. Mark, look, fascinating speaking with you. Thank you. I guess for now, people might start looking around early for Charles, King Charles, at that memorabilia. Yeah, absolutely. I think we will, given that he reigns for long enough, mm. we'll start seeing his coins towards the second half of next year. Yeah. And is it true, I mean, I, I read somewhere or somebody suggested maybe on social media that every new monarch faces in the opposite direction. Is there anything in that? Uh, yeah, that's absolutely correct. And funnily enough, that tradition started with Charles II oh. uh, in the late 1660s. And uh, every monarch has faced an alternate direction. Huh. Uh, the only exception to that is Edward VIII, who uh, thought that his profile was better suited to not swap the direction. <laughs> uh, but uh, he didn't reign for long enough for any of his coins to be minted. Oh, uh, really? So never, yeah, so we never got to see that. And oh. his, his brother, the Queen's the Queen's father, yeah. chose to keep, keep with the tradition, so he alternated his direction. So no Edward Eighth coins got out there? No, not Goodness. in the circulation, not with his face on them. There were some minted that had his name on them, but not his face. And and whose face then? No face. Oh. So there were some coins coins minted for uh, Africa and uh, the South Pacific, and right. they just had his name on there, but huh. no portrait on them. They'd be worth a fair penny, wouldn't they? Uh, everything's worth a few pennies at the Purple Penny making. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, but they would, wouldn't they? Because they'd be so few and, and a bit different too without a face. Wow. They are, they are very different and they are a bit special whenever yeah, you see them. I bet. Mark, fascinating having a chat with you. Thank you so much for your time. The Purple Penny, you're at uh, Mawson Lakes and obviously, as you say, run off your feet uh, since Friday. Has it eased back a little bit? Saturday was a little bit quieter, but today it was, it was on again today. Really? Yeah, absolutely. And what have you got left in the way of royal things, queen things? Uh, much less than what we had <laughs> last week. We're certainly we're certainly diving into the inventory in our in yeah. our stockroom, looking for anything royal related. Right. So it's not just coins. What other things have they bought? Well, you don't have mugs and things, do you? No, no, we don't have any of that sort of stuff. Coins and uh, envelopes with coins on them, which okay. are called PNCs, they've been probably the two most popular things. Amazing. Amazing. Fascinating that people are after it. Yet, you put your hand in your pocket and pull out a 20 cent and a 50 cents and there she is. So <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well done. Mark, thank you for your time. Um, good luck with it. And uh, hopefully, well, I, I hope you do sell out. Why, why shouldn't you? And then stock, up, you, stock up on Charles. So. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> good on you. Mark uh, Namtas there, who is with the Purple Penny. You can find them at Mawson Lakes and uh, obviously just run off their feet at the moment with demand for Queen Elizabeth coin memorabilia. Incredible, isn't it? And uh, and yet, you know, jingle your purse or your, your pocket and there she is. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.